0: Surprise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tyler Talk. I'm here with the man o b. what's going on, O b
1: Mr. Bryson. Not much is going on over here. How are you? How is your How uh, how is your little vacation? I bet you have some good
0: gym corner stories. Oh my gosh, I was just saying that to my girlfriend the other day. I said, <laughs> I've got so many freaking gym corners, man. I'm so ready. there's been there's been so much time spent and so much uh, so much so many workouts I've done since and how I'm improving myself, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I'm doing it.
1: That little break can be nice. I know I took a break
0: last year, and it
1: honestly can be, like, refreshing. You almost feel re-energized again. I know you seem to be feeling good. you got all that uh, – got your gym corners ready to go. The Patriots have a new quarterback, as we all know. I don't know if you've heard the news about that. But there was a little bit of a quarterback situation in New England. You might have missed it. I don't know. Did you miss that?
0: Yeah, I think I missed a little bit of it. I think that was the best part.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> you, you, you're lucky that you missed a bunch of it, actually, man, because it was just brutal for a while there. There was a lot, of, uh, a lot of different takes going around. It's not a QB competition. It's a fake competition. It is a competition. It's very real if you listen to Curran and if you listen to Phil Perry and a few others, then you knew that it was a very real competition. If you listen to Keyshawn Johnson, then, you know, that's your problem. That's your problem for listening to Keyshawn, right? I mean, you did it to yourself.
0: Yeah. A lot has happened. Let's just say over the past month, I joined my time off. It was nice. You know, I work a lot now, so it's kind of hard to be on Twitter all the time. So I decided to limit my Twitter use and, It was great. Just been working out off Twitter, thinking about the Patriots. But I miss talking to everyone (laughs) and podcasting. So, of course, I had to to come back to talk to everyone.
1: It feels so good to be back, 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 back. That would have been a great intro. I don't know if if you listen to Eminem at all, but he, he did this song where, you know, he goes, it feels so good to be. That could have been like our opener.
0: I mean, doesn't every angsty guess white kid listen to Eminem? I mean,
1: <laughs> guess who's back, 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 back again? Yeah. Bryson's back, back, back. Hello, Bryson. Look at that. Look at us go. And the best podcast
0: this. in Patriots land is officially back. And I know that for a fact because I just looked at the statistics from the last couple of podcasts and um, it is owning. So that is part of also one of the reasons why I wanted to come back because there's been so many people that like LB and me and some other people we hang around with. it's, and it's, it's funny just been, it's been good. So I guess with that said, I guess we have to just start the podcast so everyone doesn't slap us around.
1: Yeah, man, you were going to give me all the information to do the podcast, and I was just like, eh, you know, I was like, I don't, I, I don't think I could have done it, man. So now that you're back, we can do this again. We have an exciting football season coming up. This should be a fun season, man. I'm excited. I don't know about you.
0: I mean, I've been hammering pumpkin spice coffee for about four to five solid days now. And when <laughs> I wake up in the morning, it, there's like dew outside. It's getting to be football season where I just want to walk outside and pass the football, you know. So yep. I just, and, football is back. And we always talk about it every single year. Football is back. And we love we're like just a bunch of idiots just passing football outside. <laughs> with the grown adults just don't even care because we love football that much.
1: What would Twitter have been without Pumpkin Bryson?
0: And all I of this truly don't pumpkin. have, but it 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 really will be back soon. So,
1: and you, I know you you always get everybody else to put the pumpkin in there in their name, and then they and then Thanksgiving comes and it's turkey time and turkey Bryson.
0: If I'm not mistaken, the source was Turkey Bryson. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yep. It's almost well, pumpkin this- season, buddy.
0: I love pumpkin season. We are here, in my opinion. But as for the Patriots, LB, we haven't talked all summer about the Patriots. I don't think there's really any need to talk about much that has happened over the summer that we just went over, because we're going to start going over with our roster projections for the Patriots. And I just want to preface this by saying the amount of wins I have the Patriots winning is actually really good, and it's hard to win in the NFL. So with that being said, LB, how many wins do you think the Patriots get this season?
1: man i'm never great at these because you know i'm i'm always like optimistic cuz i love the patriots and my favorite thing in the world and if you put a i'll put it like this if you put a schedule in front of me and say all right i'll be put down the w's put down the l's for every specific game I can't do it. But in a situation like this, I can pick. I just can't pick which games they'll actually lose. I, I just don't have it in me.
0: I wouldn't do that either. Um, That's-
1: yeah, I can't do that, man. It's just because if I put an L, you know, on week four the Bucks, like I can't do that to myself because I want to win that game so bad as a fan. And, you know, or, or if I'm saying, oh, they're going to lose this game to the Saints, it's like I feel terrible. But I would guess 10-11 wins, I'd say, you know, and if Mac Jones plays extremely well, maybe twelve, that would probably kind of be the ceiling, right? Would maybe be maybe eleven's the ceiling to be fine, uh, to be fair. But I would say 10, 10 or eleven wins, I think would be pretty fair.
0: I think that's, that's fair. I'll be you know, the, the over under before the season started or the final cut score was nine point five. And at that point in time, kind of felt like under maybe good, but since then since then, I'm monitoring the ten right at the ten win spot. I think they definitely could win eleven. Best case scenario, maybe win twelve games, but I've got them right there at ten because comes
1: down to the quarterback.
0: I think they're gonna win ten wins because last year LB they had seven wins, and if I'm honest with myself, and I'd like to reference at BMAT F-T-S also with his, because he agrees with me that Mac Jones is probably worth one win at this point in a season over Cam Newton, which is pretty good. That's a pretty good ratio for a rookie quarterback. So he's definitely ahead of schedule, but that's worth one. If that's worth one win, and I think that's probably around right. And then for the season, I think Gilmore is probably worth one win. I think that's fair. And I think the overall upgrade of the defense may be worth, I would say maybe one, two, maybe at the most. So if Gilmore's mm-hmm. not there, if Gilmore's not there for a majority of the season, that's you know so I guess you can subtract from that they may win one less game over the course. Because I I want to also say my official Gilmore opinion on record is that maybe they should just try to keep him and he becomes fourteen. Some win a playoff game or two. Mhm. So I that's agree. My official, that's my official. That's my official Gilmore take. But that's why I think the Patriots are going to win ten games in a nutshell
1: i see what you're saying and so it's funny like i know people might hear what you just said and freak out a little bit and think mac jones only adds one win but i know exactly what you're saying you're saying in totality you take the guys they added on defense you upgraded the quarterback you did a few different things you added Bourne, you added aguilar you added these two tight ends um When you put it all together, that's where you get those four or five extra wins is overall what you're saying. I see exactly what you're saying. It's not necessarily just one player adding those wins. It's the totality of the guys that you brought in, really.
0: Yeah, and also it goes back to a kind of a microscopic level because how many – just like think about during a game, like how many plays Kyle Van Noy makes that are like extremely positive and affect the outcome of the game. And that's your comparison for every player. And so the total, like one win is above cam is a lot, a lot of wins. It's not just one win, but it's a lot of wins. So then you have you're, the rest I, of the team. So then if Gilmore is your, if Gilmore is one of your best players, he should be worth like one two because of his level in relation to Mac Jones being a quarterback, that's my thought.
1: I know exactly what you're saying. I do. You take it all, you put it all together and that's where you get those three, four extra wins. Absolutely. And as we know, seven and nine last year, And, you know, you kind of – it's obviously not a – it's obviously not a perfect, you know, um, thing to use the last season, but I see exactly what you're saying. You kind of take those wins, you add them on to the seven from last year.
0: Absolutely. So your thoughts for Gilmore LB is you think we just should keep – we should keep Gilmore. (laughs) Don't trade Gilmore. Here's why I think you should keep Gilmore.
1: He basically didn't like his his number. We know he didn't like his number. So you let him heal up those six weeks. He comes back 100% ideally. Um, he might be a little bit rusty, but, you know, you're getting 11 games because, remember, now it's a 17-game season. So you're getting 11 games of Gilmore at $7 million, which is just the Patriots look at that and their eyes just, you know, light up because, you know, Bill Patriots, they love value. That is incredible value. You get Stefan Gilmore for seven games. And like you said, man, the 2014 Revis thing, does he have some playoff games? Does he make an incredible couple of plays in the playoffs? He has a great playoff run. He helps you win a playoff game or two. You just never know. You just never know. But I think it's worth it to have him on this team, especially at that cap number. Incredible value. And I don't know. You, you're usually better at this stuff than I am. You know what's his trade value really, anyways? What are you getting in return for him? I think you're probably better off just taking the 11 games of Gilmore at seven million bucks.
0: Yeah, someone that was not as smart as you, LB, would argue this. It's a yeah, LB, but Gilmore's lost a step. I mean, how many, how, what does he really do for you? I mean, you're probably not. Well, how many wins more does Gilmore give for you in that seven, eight? game, whatever stretch he's going to play. I mean, last year, if he lost a step or he played bad track, that did, that wasn't fixed either, LB. Why is he going to play so hard this year? He you might know, be worse.
1: I saw at times last year where the most disappointing thing was, I always praised his ability as a tackler because coming in, everybody said he's he's not good in the run game. He's kind of soft, blah, 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 blah. Um, I always thought when he ever since he's been a Patriot, he's been really good for a cornerback, as you know, versus the run and just playing physical and just being a physical player. His style of play, um, he's more of a technician, but but he used to make the tackles when needed. Last year, we kind of we saw at times he wasn't quite as. Dion Sanders used to call it um, contract decisions. He used to call it financial decisions or something like that. You know, when because Dion, as we all know. Probably, you know, the best cover corner ever. Him and Revis, of course. Um, Dion used to shut down the entire side of the field, but he would tell you straight up he didn't want to tackle anybody. He hated it. He didn't feel like that was his job. And he used to call those business decisions. That's what it was, business decisions. I don't know. seemed like at times last year, maybe Gilmore was, was making business decisions, Bryson, so it was a little bit disappointing. But maybe this year that changes because he knows this is the end of the deal, and he's thinking, hey. Big payday coming up. He is older, though. He's at that age now. He's going to be older. He's in his 30s. Um, he's coming off a fairly, obviously, a, a fairly serious injury if, you know, he's going to miss these first six weeks here. How much of that is injury? How much that is contract? It's probably a little bit of both, right? Um if he comes back, plays really well, even at his age, teams love cornerbacks, teams, you know, maybe the Rams, you know the Rams there, they will, will just pay any – maybe they say, hey, we put Gilmore opposite side of Ramsey and boom, we're in business, we're winning the Super Bowl. So I think he could be thinking long-term this year and he might come out just play balls to the wall and try to get that next big deal.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think a person that was not as smart as you would make the RB- – <laughs> so in reality, he probably just helps you more because – A team's probably going to give you the same probably compensation for Gilmore anyway after this season because they know, I mean, they know they've got to pay him too. So you got to account for that. So maybe they just feel like keeping him is the same as just getting that comp pick. That part might be the same.
1: Great point. Absolutely great point. Because what would he probably, it goes by what they get paid by another team, right? Like there's like a scale of how much they get paid by another team. Yeah, how much
0: they spend money and stuff, but it certainly goes into the comp formula and they definitely yes. know about that stuff yes it's a whole comp formula and you know if they say hey you know the
1: i don't know the, this so-and-so team wants to give us a third round pick or they, somebody even offers a second and you say well we can get a i don't know if they do do they do third round comp picks yeah i forget they do okay i because I, I think before it used to only be like fourth and fifths and then they added more of them and they started letting teams trade them and all that but as we all know, Bill loves that compensation formula. He loves those comp picks formulas, and he, he usually – look at look at Kyle Van Noy, for instance. They let him go. They got a third or a fourth round comp pick for him. They drafted a great player. I forget which player it is off the top of my head. I, I apologize for that, but it was this great tweet I saw from somebody. And then he actually comes back a year later. So, you know, maybe they do factor that in. They say, would we rather have a second right now, or would we rather pay – a top cornerback $7 million for 11 games and only have to, and you know, and get back a third anyways. So, it's I mean, all my thinking is but-
0: initially was probably wrong, I think, because of course, Bill, it sounds so simple, but of course, Bill Belichick is like, Yes, I would love to win another playoff game. And if I get Gilmore, I'm gonna, if I can win a playoff game with Mac Jones, I need that right now.
1: Mm hmm. The Brady effect, and right? It would be, it would be got good his. to win
0: a playoff game, though, with Mac Jones. That's probably an underrated aspect.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brady already went out, got his ring, and if people think that's not a motivation for Bill, you're crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds kind of dorky, but I think it's probably true that Bill Belichick would much rather have a first-round a playoff win or a playoff win than solidifying that playoff win than having a fourth-round pick next year. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Wow, you've you changed my line of thinking today, LB. You've changed <laughs> I'm right. You see, A lot of Patriots fans would be like, you, wait, you don't have, have them win 13 games, 12 games? I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL. It's super mm. hard to win in the NFL. And also, before like we get on these tangents about the Dolphins and, all, of course, other stuff, I would just like to also like add in, last year was COVID ball season. And I don't say that a lot, but NFL offenses were – I think at a higher over under clip than at any time ever. So they both teams scored the most point. Their totals were the highest. So the offenses were going crazy because like a lockout year, the defense didn't really have a lot of time to practice with each other, but that's back. So I think a lot of the young quarterbacks are going to struggle. Also, you know, a lot of young guys haven't had a big NFL crowd in a long time. Like, Tom Brady's not going to be so much affected by the crowd noise, as is probably Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, all these guys. And while I think Mac is going to be solid, I think there will be some times where the crowd is a little bit too loud and all that stuff. And it may just lead to a – maybe your projections are off by mine if you think they're going to win 12 games because I'm accounting for that – kind of an offensive slump around the NFL defenses will be better. Maybe you're not accounting for that. If we disagree there.
1: Well, no, like you said, last year was almost, it, it was very comparable to the 2011 lockout year where all of a sudden everybody was thrown for 5,000 yards. Uh, Cam Newton set the p- passing yards record. He had over 4,000 yards in his rookie season. He never did that again. Um, it was definitely a different year. And then last year comes team, teams aren't playing defense like they usually do. And it's a funny thing. They always say, you know, defense starts. For whatever reason, that stuff is is just – it has a whole trickle down. And it's just, you know, I hope that, like you said, about the crowd noise and all those things, you made a great point. I I think I'm kind of going up in different direction, But you you made a great point earlier. You said, you know, the the crowd noise. At Alabama, Mac Jones started one full season. He started some games in the year prior in in place when two got hurt. So – so like you said, I mean he doesn't really he hasn't really dealt with crowd noise before. So you have to imagine it's something to that.
0: It's definitely something. And I, and the reason why it's something is because we know that in the betting world, games were significantly modified because the away game advantages weren't as high. And so that just tells you that home field advantage means a lot more than you think. So of course it's going to affect what you think maybe from last year we're thinking about here. And, of course, the Patriots are going to be helped likewise on defense as well. And I guess that's a good transition to defense, LB. I'm actually less worried about the offense. Um, maybe, maybe we should finish with the offense before we get started with the defense. But you have Johnny Smith, who's an A-minus probably. You have Hunter Henry, who I think is a B-plus. Most people probably – I don't know what you think he is. What do you think he is?
1: Um, I think that the potentials there to absolutely, I think B plus is fair. He's, he has a ton of potential. He's had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. So he's already had injuries this year. His career, he's had a lot of injuries. And if he stays healthy, I feel really good about him because he's going to have John who, you know, run it. Gronk and Hernandez used to free each other up all the time. I think that's the same idea here. Obviously, neither player is Gronk or Hernandez. They're obviously much better than those guys. Where am I right, Bryson? Exactly.
0: You're right. You're
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're much better. They're much better. <laughs> like people say, people keep saying you can't compare, you know, Mac to Brady. I think it's unfair to compare Brady to Mac. I mean, Mac is a Mac much is better Much better.
0: Player. Mac is much better than Tom Brady, and he doesn't cheat, by the way.
1: Yeah, he's not a cheater. He doesn't stand so for cheating.
0: He, no, he doesn't cheat at all.
1: Never has in his life. He never will.
0: Maybe I think he should in- though. If,
1: if if things start to get a little dicey, maybe he should start. We'll, I mean, we'll worry about to. that. Later. <laughs> <He might laughs> if they start off, if they start off slow, it's time to cheat.
0: Oh boy, yeah. what is that on Max's hand?
1: What when are you talking that? about? Is
0: that a softball? Oh, We're in the middle of a game on Mac cheating. Shitter. Does Mac have a open <laughs> on the sideline? He's cheating. Oh, my gosh. This man is going to win five Super Bowls at least.
1: <laughs> he's winning at least five. I figure he's getting at least eight. Right? This is how, how Twitter eight. operates. So, you know,
0: yeah, he's exactly. getting eight.
1: Bill finally has a real quarterback.
0: So, we like the tight ends, and we think Mac Absolutely. is a solid win above Cam. And so if you're thinking that Mac is significantly better than Cam, I guess you can go ahead and think that. But I think that Mac is it's probably fair to say since he Cam, he is one he is one game ahead. And I'm not gonna get into any conspiracy theories because those are just downright odd. But I think that Mac, if you look at it, that Mac actually just won the competition. So I've got a. If Belichick is choosing Mac over Cam, we just talked about Belichick. Belichick wants to win playoff games. I think, I think we need to up trust that and upgrade Mac at least one game over Cam. I think one's fair. So that's how I have it there. And so then we move on to the wider rec- seat, the tight, wide receivers, because we just talked about the tight end. So Nelson Aguilar, LB, I have as a B plus. Many people may agree may this last I year think in, uh, I think he's a B plus he's I know the DVOA,
1: DVOA which has become DVOA which has become a more popular stat Aguilar was fifth or sixth last year that's something uh, I talked about it with KP and Nate on their pod uh, I think it's called KP and the kid they have a good podcast and I talked about it on there with them and they would say he was like fifth or sixth so I really like Aguilar I think he's a great fit and he's something that they've been missing on this offense for a while.
0: So I think we we definitely agree there. And maybe where we start to disagree is Jacoby Myers, who I know and love. I want to put him in as, as an A-plus so bad. But I think <laughs> at best I think at best he's a B-plus, and I think he's a B.
1: I think that's definitely a fair way to look at it. Great player. Um, do we expect him to produce like Edelman did every year, which is a lot of people have, have drawn that comparison between he and Edelman. I don't know if you can expect that type of production because we haven't seen it yet, but you never know. Obviously, we all love Jacoby. I think he's he's had it, he's picked up right where he left off last year, and he looks even better. Um,
0: he's a very solid player. He's time very awesome. solid,
1: very solid player. Uh, I think he's going to get that first career touchdown reception this year. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't have one yet.
0: He has passing touchdowns, though. He that's, has that's passing That's what
1: touchdowns. matters. That's what matters.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> passing He's so much touchdowns. more valuable because of the passing touchdowns. You see, those would actually be wide receiver touchdowns for him, but he was the better quarterback in that moment.
1: Think about it. It's almost like a, a quarterback when you say, well, what about the rushing touchdowns for my quarterback? Those matter a lot. Okay, well, Jacoby Myers passing touchdowns, away. How, is, how does
0: his pass? How can they not matter, LB? That's what I want to know. How do they not matter? These are points scored in the game. What? Are, like, sure, it's I mean, fine, I mean, but Jacoby Myers is awesome at passing touchdowns. So if they want to hand him the ball off or just pitch it to him, he can just throw a touchdown at any point in the season. So that's very LB. valuable.
1: I think is every he two, is he throws. not
0: two for two for with two touchdowns?
1: That is correct.
0: What am that I is You've got that, to account he, for that value, so I, I think we have to, based on that, upgrade him to a B plus. Just a B plus. I think you're I'm right. I think like, you just talked. About, I think yeah. you just over, you just did it for me. Right?
1: <laughs> now I know that one guy you're down about. I know you're about to get to this. You weren't really feeling Born, but I'll tell you this: I love the chemistry he and Mac have.
0: I don't know. I think Born is a solid player, but I think also maybe. I, I will say this before because I think we just glossed this over, but I think Nelson Aguilar is literally always open. His last season was awesome. And yes. I know we talked about his DVOA stats, but if he just catches the ball, which he can't get at his times. I know a lot of the Eagles beat guys have said that Aguilar used to keep a running tab of how many drops he had and with the Eagles and write it on a board in his locker room, which is kind of stupid. So hopefully Mac can present some confidence to him and the, yeah. I think their connection will be pretty good. That Max Dietball is pretty good. So I want to see it. Mac Daglore and I think it will be good at h- best case A-. minus. But I think if we were talking about Kendrick Bourne LB, I think he's a B and I think he could be a B plus. I think Yeah, you know, I I What do you think? think?
1: I was reading that he was open all camp and that he was just catching everything all the time for a few days in a row. I guess he was just unstoppable. Every play, catch for Bourne, easy money. We kind of saw him get open a few times in the preseason. You know, the preseason stats for wide receivers can't really be looked at. I don't even think Aguilar had a catch. He might have only had one target, but I don't think that's a big deal at all. Um, I think that having Myers and Bourne working inside, Aguilar working outside, you have those two tight end sets, One of those wide receivers is going to come off the field at times. It'll probably be born. At least that's what we think right now. You never know. Patriots, anything can change. They love having a running back on the field in a lot of those shotgun situations, but they're going to still want that. So it gets a little interesting with the rotations. But I will say this, Bryson, it is much improved from where we were at this point last season. And that's a good feeling, Bryson.
0: Yes, it is, Elby. It's great to have players that are good on the field and I think that you're you're saying the chemistry with Mac and Bourne I'm going to trust you because I was off Twitter so I did not get to see Mike Grease talking about Mac Jones used to high-five Kendrick Bourne in the locker room every day I didn't get to see they have, that uh, so I'm going to trust they, you on that one
1: they have good so, handshakes they 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 have they they definitely one time I guess at practice it's um Bourne ran the wrong route and Mac yelled at him and Bourne yelled I love you Mac <laughs> they just made me think of it. I love you, Dad. If you've ever seen old school, it just reminded me of that. And I guess Borman was like, I love you, Mac. I get and, and look what even other people said. I think Trent said it or, or somebody said Trent, who I know you're excited about, said that um, you know, Mac will tell guys, run it again. And it's, it's they say it's unusual for a rookie to have the type of he's so assertive already. And he he Matt Trent even told him, you know, if you want to do something, you just you do it yeah. the way you want to do it.
0: Know? Be, I know, I I know what quote. you said, and all those words are true, but Joy Taylor says that Mac Jones is not a leader, and the guys don't think he's the leader in the locker room.
1: How could she say that?
0: I don't know. I just the, relaying the message. That is so stupid. You know, How, I really did. Know? I'm, I'm sorry to stop you, but I thought that I really did think that Mac Jones would win team captain. I don't think it's a bad thing because there are a lot of older veterans on the team, but I think that I think that he definitely got a couple votes for team captain.
1: Oh, Absolutely. I think that it ended up going to a lot of their veteran guys. As we know, there's been a lot of change in and the past she's holding few years.
0: The, she's holding this against Mac. very irritating.
1: That's silly. She doesn't know anything about whether or not he's a leader. She knows nothing about it at all. That's
0: stupid. It's slandering Mac Jones. I know I said he's only worth a game of Mac and Cam Newton, but.
1: How do we know Cam was the leader? How do we know that? Like, how, do, how does anybody know who the leader
0: is? It's so silly. I think the leader is Trent Brown to be honest well with look you. at the things Chuck After said Chuck was
1: saying trent was saying this isn't your common rookie you know this is we we tell him this is your offense man this is your and Mac takes it and Mac is a leader that is so silly that's that goofy what the hell does she know about how the Patriots leaders work in the locker room she knows nothing about it you're man, absolutely that right rookie, that is just silly
0: but I think they're I think the receivers are solid and the upside is there, but I think there will be some times where they kind of struggle a bit. But I'm not as worried about the offense because the offensive line owns and it should be top five. While I do think that Mwenu should have stayed tackle, and I'll stick by that because I think Isaiah Wynn, as much as I love him, will get a hurt at some point during the year and they'll be shuffling players, which I don't really care for for an offensive line because Scar hated it. So I hate it too because Scar is God. Yeah, so it would be Probably an A plus. It would be an A plus if and when it was playing right tackle and Trent was playing left tackle, and they would respect Trent as a left tackle because he won a Super Bowl as a left tackle.
1: Hey, okay. I I think that they have an excellent offensive line. I really love the quarterback. He's young. He's going to have some growing pains. I really, um, the wide receiver core is is much improved from where it was, and this is a team that was third in separation last year. The wide receivers, so. And they got better. So, I mean, and we know Mac. He's precise. Um, he knows where to go with the football. He's going to have time. I think most of the time he's going to have some time in the pocket to make the, right, make the right decisions. you got the two tight ends. We love their running backs. Damian Harris just is built like a brick shit house. He looks incredible, this guy. He's like a little Hulk. He looks awesome. And then, you know, we both love J.J. Taylor. We love Stevenson. I'm, you know, it's true. I'm really not all that concerned about the offense. It's, the strange thing is that, you know, all offseason we felt the defense would be great, but I might be feeling a little bit better about the offense right now.
0: Yeah, so the offense is solid, and I just want to say, Bill Belichick, I know you're listening to this. How dare you not name Trent Brown a captain? Are you serious? This is w. your best offensive lineman. He's also the biggest, and he's the best. Potentially Probably the, the best in the game.
1: World. Probably the best in the game by far. Not even close.
0: And Belichick doesn't make him a team captain and won't respect him as the left tackle of the team. This is disgusting.
1: Can you imagine? People actually, you know, it. it's like comparing Jonathan Ogden to Trent. No, 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 no. You, you don't – you know what I mean? Jonathan Ogden might be a Hall of Fame tackle, but he's not even on Trent's level.
0: Trent Brown is the GOAT. So we both agree that the offense is probably – it has upside. Offensive line is great. So, the offense I'm not too worried about. I think it'll be at minimum all right to solid.
1: I feel good about the offense, really. I do. I mean, like I said, I, I think you'd agree there's going to be some growing pains with a rookie quarterback, but he's a very, he's a really intelligent guy. I read that uh, something, I think it was before the draft, or an NFL executive said that. Mac Jones is a borderline genius NFL like like he's just a borderline genius when it comes to NFL stuff and I don't even know if it's borderline this dude was making pass protection calls and audibles and all that crap immediately in his first preseason game running the no huddle which is just they didn't do that with Cam they just didn't it's just the truth of the matter they just didn't I know that you told me the other day that you listened to Phil Perry's podcast and you you said he said something pretty interesting didn't you?
0: He always says a lot of interesting stuff. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And it was in – I believe he told me – or you said – that he said something like the team was disappointed with Cam's progress in the playbook, which is whatever. That's I won't, what Phil I won't Perry use, said. Yes. Phil I, – I won't use this as an opportunity to, to get on Cam. I won't. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to just talk about how impressive it is that Mac seemingly has kind of figured it out. I mean, Bill O'Brien was an offensive coordinator with Tom Brady. Mac Jones taught him Alabama's playbook in one month. It's
0: pretty crazy. You don't have to exact I mean, like you just said, you don't have to say anything about Cam to prop up Mac because he just overall was from all accounts pretty good at stuff like that. And he we saw him make a bunch of throws. He's definitely got potential.
1: Ton of potential there. Kid excites me. I'm I'm now such an old man. I'm I'm thinking twenty I call twenty three year old kid. I cannot believe I'm even doing this to myself. My goodness.
0: <laughs> I Thank guess we should start talking about the defense, LB. We think the offense is solid, of course. I guess we had talked to the talk like one minute on the kicking game after this. Defense, a little concerned because and that sounds stupid. a Little concerned, but my only concern is that their secondary doesn't have Gilmore, and that I have Gilmore as a win better if they have Gilmore for the entire year. So I think they def- the defense definitely needs Gilmore to be in a potentially top five defensive group. If Gilmore is there and returns to the form that I think he will be in 2021, then they could definitely have a top five defense. But he isn't. It's simply a trickle-down effect because as much as I love J.C. Jackson, the most likely scenario is that he is a good corner, but he's not great, but he's good, and he can, in Gilmore's absence, match up with a lot of guys that he never got the chance to before, so maybe even better matchups even for J.C. Jackson. So he'll still be good, maybe not great. You have John Jones. He's a good slot. He's getting a little bit older. I think someone else and and you were talking about that earlier. He's getting a little bit older. And then you have what is most concerning is Millie Locke. We love him. He rolled his ankle. We're not concerned about Millie Locke. It's Juwan Williams and guys like that, the backup corners on the team, that might have to play a little bit more. As you've discussed, like in Super Bowl 52, John Mm -hmm. Jones didn't play – Malcolm Butler didn't play, so that's two players that are while they're not great, the trickle down effect because of their backup is now playing a different position. Sometimes that sudden, that can be the biggest difference right there. So I think Jordan there, Richards. Was, Yes. I think a lot of people I've seen on Twitter.com are high on Joan Williams. I'm not betting on that. And so that would be that is the reason why I would downgrade the defense in that matter. So that's what their secondary, because you have D-Mac, who's going to be, I think, probably maybe good for his last season. And then you have, I, I mean, D-Mac definitely, I guess we'll both probably agree, D-Mac is good. You have Duggar, which we both love Duggar. I think I might let, like him more if he played in the box a lot more, because I think sometimes he struggles to cover tight end. Although I love Duggar, and he is the man. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think we have to fairly say – can we? I don't think we can say Duggar is necessarily in the good category. Maybe he's in the average category.
1: That's fair for now. Absolutely.
0: So maybe we, at at our fair, say he's good, but he's probably more average, so lean more average. So you've got Duggar there. So that that's the only part of the defense I don't really like, and I guess we can talk about the front. The front's much better this year. you got Matt Jude on, who's kind of like – a bigger, more edge version of Jamie Collins. He's kind of freakish off the blitz. He's the—I always say—he's the best player off the blitz in the entire NFL. That's where he gets most of sacks. <laughs> and we have our good friend Kyle Van Noy back. I mean, they have a lot. And then Uche is, by all accounts, been great this off season. So yes. I will admit, they do have—they do have the potential to have a, a good pass rush. But in Belichick's defense. Patriots have kind of never pinned their ears ever just pinned their ears back so they're going to have to win a lot more one-on-ones I think than a lot of teams because it's just Belichick liking the teams to set the edge and stuff like that so I think their pass rush will be good but probably not great a lot of people think it'd be great but I think it's probably in Belichick I think it, it could have a lot of sacks
1: Maybe I would like-, like to say something that? and I think I'm curious to see how you feel about this um sorry I, I just came outside
0: a car drove by. i apologize guys that's annoying i know i'm like uh no, oh, we just... love it it's what makes this podcast so raw <laughs> exactly like, sometimes right, people it's... can walk in and be like hey what the hell are you doing in there it happens the so you probably... just like man these guys are so real <laughs>
1: these guys are just the realest dudes around like my brother will just come barging in like what are you doing i'm like uh, i'm on our podcast with bryson oh <laughs> tell him i said what's up <laughs> it's like oh, okay Adam says hi, Bryson. But, so um, right. <laughs> but um, I believe because there's a lot of talk about maybe the Patriots were preparing to not have Gilmore for a little while. Maybe they were preparing to trade him, or maybe they're just thinking long term. And they went out and got Judah, and They went out and brought back Calvin. Van Noy. You know, you look at how good Josh Uche has been; he looks fantastic. Does this? It's one of those things where you can scheme up, however, a pass rush you can't really scheme up coverage. So a pass, a good pass rush doesn't help you as much as good coverage does.
0: I think do you what you're what I'm saying, saying is we, we, while we do make, we like the pass the Patriots pass rush more than the Patriots coverage scene without Gilmore, but the coverage is at times way more important than the pass rush. Absolutely. So the, while the pass rush, and I think I do agree with you why the pass rush could be great. And, but most likely be good and a very, very solid, that's still not as valuable as having a great a great secondary and not an average secondary, which I think they might have without Gilmore.
1: You can either cover or you can't. It's really that simple, right? You can either cover or you can't. You and I have watched Patriots teams that just didn't have the cover, guys, and it's not
0: fun. It can be really ugly at times. So, but I hope JC Jackson goes out there and he plays really good. I think he'll be good, but he probably will never be like Stefan Gilmore, cornerback one levels, because he's just simply not as athletic.
1: I guess we'll find out, right? This is a huge opportunity for JC. If JC I think wants it's awesome. to get paid, the man. I do too. I do too. I think this is awesome because this is a huge opportunity for him, man. He's got six games here to kind of prove his worth, to prove. What if he – I agree with you, by the way, but imagine if he does come out and he's He'd just out lights no? out. Yes. But if it he does, the craziest right?
0: thing there is a the there is
1: And then the Patriots are sitting there thinking, well, we're probably not gonna pay Gilmore, but JC looks like a number one corner right now. And I think we're willing to pay JC and keep this keep this guy here for a long time. And you know, this is his opportunity to really secure the bag, as the young kids say on the on the Twitter sphere. This is a big opportunity for JC. I'm excited for him though. He says he's ready and I believe him. I'm excited for this.
0: Absolutely. You know, they, the pass rush also has, you know, Winnow, who's good at pass rushing. They have Godchow. They have Barmore. They have uh, Guy. I mean, the, the, the defensive line and pass rush is pretty, definitely pretty solid. Even I like Wise too. So their pass rush, while good, like we're just saying, coverage may be a little bit more important. And maybe it'd be helpful to have Gilmore back, which I would definitely agree on that. But
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And the best case scenario, Jawan Williams and whoever they decide to play, if Mills can't play. Because if Mills plays, I think I'm going to give the pros to Mills. Very good in the red zone. Not good between the 20s. So he'll definitely kind of help you at least at times in the red zone. Maybe get some sacks, turn some sevens into threes. So that's the that's that's the benefit I see in Mills. I'm not saying he's get as good as cool. Gilmore, but it'll definitely that those are definitely his advantages. So if you have absolutely if you have Mills out there, he helps. He'll give you a little bit just because he's so good in the red zone, in my opinion.
1: It's it's I'm excited to see how Mills looks too, just because he he was he had a rough camp at times. He's been kind of out of position. You rolled he his ankle. This pitch. is awful. Yes, this is awful. As soon as we gave him the nickname too, we were having a little fun on Twitter the other day and. You sent you said the you said something lock and I was like Millie lock and it's like it's it's just perfect Billy lock Millie and Millie lock, lock. yes you know, he looks damn good in the uniform I don't you yes, know you know we'll does. find he's he looks very good. handsome he, he did, and very smart he's very handsome very smart and he just looks cool you know I I hate visors I hate wearing them but they look awesome there's no denying that they look cool he has the nice number two going he looks cool he looks really good. We'll find out, you know, how he looks. Maybe, and it's funny because I had debates about this with some people in the chat. They thought I was crazy. And I was saying, how do we know Bill didn't bring him here to be a corner, like a real corner, an outside corner? You
0: were right about because that. I was wrong about that.
1: I don't know if it was necessarily you. I, I wasn't saying it was you, truthfully. But um, a lot of people felt, you know, no, no way, that's crazy. I play safety. But what I kept saying was, where is he playing at safety? You have Phillips, you have Duggar, and you have McCordy. I just didn't see the reps there for him at safety. And they did give him a decent little chunk of change, so they want him to play. They believe in him. Bill, I kind of thinks of himself as like a cornerback whisperer at this point because Gilmore had had some rough stretches in Buffalo, and all of a sudden Gilmore's awesome. Now, J.C. Jackson was an undrafted free agent. Malcolm Butler, undrafted free agent. So whatever it is, he's figured out this, this cornerback thing now. After You and I watched some rough years, Bryce, and I think that you mentioned 2011 earlier. We watched some rough years where they just didn't have the bodies at corner. Really, it all turned around when they traded. Tlaib, he played extremely well at times. So I guess you could team. say
0: they're very good at valuing other teams' corners.
1: Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like wide receiver. They can evaluate these wide receivers from and other teams brought just Gilmore when they go in to draft. Here, who
0: who like, probably smart people thought he, was, he had a lot of potential, but many people, including Patriots fan, th- the expectation for Gilmore was nowhere near what he did. He definitely exceeded that. Absolutely, absolutely. So the you, Patri- you could say the Patriots are good at picking off corners from other teams or finding them undrafted.
1: Yes, exactly. I was going to say exactly. It's either undrafted or they find them on another team, and boom, they, these kids can play. I call them kids. So there's a, there's like, probably, probably a good chance
0: too. there's probably a good chance that Mills is better than expectation just because the Patriots pick them from another team. They know what he can and can't do. I mean, right? That's we can say the Patriots are the best at that.
1: I just remember this. After the Eagles had beaten us in the Super Bowl, I hate to talk about it, painful, right? Um, Mills was there. I think he was a rookie that season. And I just remember seeing a lot of Eagles fans just totally hyped for him because I guess he looked really good. He
0: played a corner that year. And in Finners, I believe that was his best year.
1: I believe it was his best year, exactly. And I think that at times Bill looks at stuff like that and he thinks the potential's there. Well, you remember the Julio
0: Jens Eagles game moment, right? I'm not sure I do. In the end zone and the playoffs, remember the remember the Falcons played the Eagles, and it was Mills, Jalen Mills, who jumped up and tipped the the end of the game ball to Julio Jones. Well,
1: there That's you what, go. You just mentioned red zone, right? So there you go. That is right. There you go. So That's he a good he point. does
0: have some potential. So I'll I'll just be fair about it. Yes, has he looked good now? Has he looked good in camp now? But I don't it know. Seems we didn't like hear he's been many. Better we didn't lately, hear, right? Yeah, we didn't hear many stories of Mills being, like, of Gilmore being awesome in camp. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that at all. I mean, I don't remember anyone being like, wow, this guy is as advertised. I'm not saying that's gospel, but you can't really, I don't think you can, I don't think you can go from what we've seen in the preseason and stuff like that off of Mills. I think we've got to see him with Belichick in a game, and his ankles rolled, which sucks, but.
1: What year did he have the fight with with Edelman? Was that was that seventeen? 2017,
0: yes. It's the same year so we're talking that his, about.
1: That was his first year here. That was the that fight was with Edelman. There, that yeah. was his most notable camp, probably, was camp situation. Edelman was, telling me, right was, right.
0: Edelman was telling me he wasn't worth the money. <laughs> Gilmore got pissed. He, he got, got pissed.
1: And they got into it, and boom, before you know it, you know they had a little, a little fight breakout, and the pictures are out there. It's pretty cool, but... You know we love we love training camp fights. Listen, and and I know that you mentioned Williams earlier, and I know a lot of people get excited about him because he has like the size. He he's you know he's he's tall, he's lanky. Um, probably not lanky is the word. He's probably you know he's kind of he's probably a little he bit. He's a little quicker. bit lanky. Yeah, he's got, he is, he, yeah he's, I guess lanky is, is lanky. the word. Yeah. Um, and he he kind of looks like he could be a player. He kind of looked like he could be a player in college. We haven't really seen it. What worries me about him, Bryson, is this. Harry was torching him in camp.
0: That's this is very true. You know there is a lot of truth to the stories in training camp, but maybe maybe it's not the whole truth. So help us, God. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I just
1: remember that that incredible catch Harry made in practice was I mean you right. covers and woof.
0: Oh, you're talking I about hope Juwan he's a great Williams. player. If, yeah, if, we'll, if it
1: turns out this this kid – I'm sorry. I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, i sorry. I was thinking
0: out, you were talking about Mills still. So you were talking about Juwan Williams.
1: Yes, yes. I'm sorry about that. It's, if yeah. it turns out he can play, though, I mean, this kid's like 6'2". You know, he's, he's 6'2", 2, 2, 220 probably. He's good I size. A, so
0: I have a Juwan you know, Williams play. story.
1: Oh, all right. Let's hear it.
0: I was wa- watching practice one time with our friend Brian and the Patriots were practicing, and Juwan Williams hit a phone and the, and the field goal uprights. Walked over, grabbed his phone, and <laughs> got on the phone, and then walked inside.
1: Is that true? Was, Are you being serious?
0: Uh, it was just right after. It was just right after practice, but it, so he didn't like leave practice. But it was just funny how he hit his cell phone, like in the field, goal <laughs> upright, and was just like talking on the cell phone on the sideline. So was, he's like,
1: the cell phone guy, and then we have the light pole guy, Harry.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, why couldn't you wait five more seconds just to go in the locker room and call someone? I, I didn't. I didn't understand that. but I guess so, I don't know. Those,
1: those are our our two first picks uh, from twenty nineteen, ladies and gentlemen. The first round, Harry. Second round, Williams. By the way, they were both taken before AJ Brown.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that that hurts. That hurts. Yes. I we think we've I it. think we've I think we've gone over everything. LB, you've got we didn't talk about the punt team much, so I guess we've got to introduce <laughs> the punt team because I didn't add any wins for the punt team because it was the punt team was already opening owning. So, punt team owning. I don't need to add any wins because those are already there and they they simply can't get worse and they will only always get better. So, the that punt team, great. Jake Bailey and. Um, is there is there a new addition to gunner this year and like out the outside gunners you got slater there is there is there anyone going to be on the punt team that were like yes that is it i think it might be jj taylor <laughs> is jj taylor <laughs> yeah. the new the new hero of the punt team
1: probably all i know is that whoever goes in that for punt the games, team. i mean
0: if jj because jj taylor has been returning punts right is anyone else
1: he has been returning some punts. That is true. I don't so know. Does, you know you how think, many. Do you but...
0: think that makes him active? Does he also play on the the other side of the punt team, the regular punt team? I want to see he JJ could. Taylor active in, in general, but that that is my prediction for the punt team. That the punt team will once again own. And the only thing that may not own is the kicking game. We all love Nordine, but I don't know. He's, he's like got the, he's got the. He's got the kicking thing going on right now, the missing kick kicks thing. The,
1: what do yeah, you call that, the those, yips? The yips. That's what they call it. They're, and called,
0: they're yep. absolutely a thing because if not, the Patriots – see, the weird thing with the Patriots is that they usually don't – like Jake Paley's a good kicker. They would never let him kick because they, they're they weird about kicking form. So kickers can absolutely get the yips. And it seems like Nordine has been introduced them to them. So LB, do they, does he just keep the yips or not? Because I would just say he probably doesn't, but he'll be all right. I'll,
1: I'm not totally sold that he is the kicker, you know, for the opening game here. Um, they do have some funky loopholes that you could play around with. That since COVID last year, they, they have these different types of rules where you can call guys up, leave guys in the practice squad. And, and the Patriots took advantage of it last year. A lot of the talk is that they didn't want to wh- they didn't want to risk losing Nordine. So what they did was they kept him and then they waived um folk and then folk came back folk signs with the practice squad and then you know so there's there's still some thought out there that folk will be your kicker opening day yes we kind of don't know right now we we kind of don't
0: um so with folk they're they're with folk they're solid but he's not a long field goal kicker anymore he's just more of a very accurate efficient kicker for you which is really all I, i mean i guess they could use both if they want to i mean mine. My logic is always, I guess, good for the upside field goal kicker because you're always going to get solid in field goal kicking. So I would rather just take the guy with the upside because field goals, I'm not sure how much more important the difference between Nordi and Folk is. So I'll just, just imagine
1: Imagine that day because it's funny, we were talking to somebody about this the other day. He was telling us about how more. About how I think it's Vanderbilt—they have a long-distance kicker and a short-distance kicker—and he was that saying about how way to more teams could do it. Imagine if they did—if that's going to become like could. a whole thing.
0: And I'm going to introduce a very—I don't think it's casual, but it sounds casual—argument that if you have—if the logic is you have one quarterback, but you—if you have two, you have no quarterbacks. So is it the same with kickers? Because kickers are also head cases. So could they just like get in their head? It sounds weird, but could they just get in their head like, man, I just can't be the whole kicker? Like I think I'm good at this. And they start downing themselves. I don't know. This is just a weird part that I would also like to factor in because I know kickers are kind of – they can get odd.
1: Yes, they are odd. Like you said, Yips, we saw Gostowski get it.
0: Did Vanderbilt have this problem? My my guess is no because these (laughs) are college kids we're talking about.
1: It's it's interesting because, like you said, Nordin was struggling with those extra points suddenly, and he couldn't hit extra points, and he missed a bunch of them all of a sudden. And I guess we'll so see may, what happens. But I, don't I guess know. that was a problem. Kickers have rabbit ears. I guess too. we
0: gotta say they have rabbit ears.
1: They do. Cool. They're a sensitive. They're a sensitive they creature.
0: The same way that quarterbacks do. Okay. So I think I think that idea sounds good, and I'm really not even sure my my uh, theory about having weird kicker jealousy issues would actually derail your kicking game because it sounds kind of weird but I don't know So I don't, I don't give that favorable odds So I'm, maybe it's just because even Vanderbilt we, we didn't hear about like oh man the kicker once he heard he was the short kicker he locked himself in his dorm for 30 straight days we didn't hear any stories
1: like never that. saw him again imagine, uh, imagine a fist fight between the two they both wind up getting cut and it derails an entire season Because of a fist fight breaking out between the two kickers. And all of a sudden, your season's lost.
0: All I want to say is I don't really care as much about the kicker. Like I said, I would like to see it be Nordine, And I think they'll be solid to good. And with Nordine, they could be good to probably just more likely be good. Because of his upside. I don't care who it is, but if they start, if they begin to mess with the punt team, then I'm, then I'm starting I'm warming the hot seat for Belichick. You cannot screw this, screw up this punt team. It is the best thing, is the best thing about this team. And it's the best it's ever been. You cannot mess up the punt team, Belichick.
1: Absolutely love the Patriots punt team. It is the best unit on the team. So you know how you were talking about adding wins? Like you said, one win for this guy, this guy adds, this group adds a win, this group adds a win. We're only adding wins onto the seven wins that the punt team gives you. So that's like the starting point is punt team gives you seven. And then everybody else gives you like one here and there. And that's how you get to the 11-12 wins.
0: Boy, this podcast is so informative. People are sitting home. Their brains are just absolutely blown right now at the level we're going right now. And and with that, I'll take this idea to you. If the punt team owns so hard and the Patriots offense is likely going to be better because I don't see how it even gets worse, the punt team will be on the field less. So is that a net positive for the Patriots or a net negative? Because I'm I'm here for both sides of these arguments.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so Mac Jones <laughs> is the punt gonna, team Matt Jones, is so good. Mac Jones better not play too well because we need we need Bailey I mean, on the field.
0: Hey, you don't want to mess with Bailey's head. You don't want Bailey to be like, ah, I'm ready to kick. Ah no, I guess I'm not kicking. And then he just starts thinking he's never kicking again. We gotta have Bailey focused. He's arguably the most valuable play on our team.
1: Our buddy Stefan will like this one. I'm gonna have to tell him to tune in and listen for this part. Our buddy, as our buddy Stefan said, imagine now they have a triple threat match: Bailey, Nordine, and Falk, all just fighting it out, and Mac Jones is the referee.
0: You'd almost want, you'd almost rather that happen because that guy would come at come out as like the theoretical like champion, and he would feel so good about himself. <laughs>
1: and it's funny because i guess bailey can kick field goals too like he can he can i know you've talked you've talked to me about it before about how they don't like to mess with the form yeah he's
0: good at it i I actually advocated for it and then i heard uh michael like remind me that they don't do that because they just don't like
1: yes exactly it kind of screws with their form and all those different things yep
0: exactly so the punt team you know we want mac to be good but we we just we just need a right amount of the punter. We just need a right amount to keep him in the game. It's kinda like it's kinda like one of those defensive centers, LB. Like you don't want to give DeAndre Jordan the ball in the NBA, but back in his prime, you, you needed they used to like give him one solid post possession, the very first possession, just to get him in the game. A lot <laughs> of basketball coach talks about that. So we need to, we need to at least get we need to get Bailey in the game. The first draft always has to be a punt.
1: First drive, first down. Got Just get, get him right Bailey on the, in the field.
0: You got to get him in the game because if you don't, you might start screwing at this head. You got to keep the kid fresh. You know, you got
1: to keep him nice and loose. You know, and I can't believe it, Tony. They're gonna punt on first down. I've never seen anything. <laughs> it's genius. It's genius, Jim. I, you know, this kid is such a weapon. I don't know if you've seen the chart. Uh, he's miles better than everybody else. This reminds me <laughs> of when they put Shaq Mason at wide receiver to open up the passing game because nothing opens up the passing game like a blocking wide receiver.
0: Oh my gosh. Our buddy yes. Taylor Kyles. Everyone's like that last 10 minutes. I'm not sure if it didn't make me significantly dumber, but <laughs> I liked it. Everyone, <laughs> I hope <laughs> you're thinking that right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Get Shaq Mason out there. wide. He really said that blocking wide receivers open up the passing game. He also said, what does Cam Newton, what does Mac Jones do better than Cam Newton? He also said he'd take prime Cam over Tom Brady. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Not bad takes.
0: I, I I hate to hear these kinds of things. I think we just summed up the Patriots in a very solid way. Gilmore comes back. Patriots defense better. Patriots offense solid. Anything else?
1: It's a good point, though. I mean, if if they are having some struggles here, if they can come out the gate, uh, I don't know, four and two. Imagine they can go four and two or or something like that in these first six games, and and then you add him into it. I like the sounds of that. It's almost like in baseball when all of a sudden, you know, you make a trade at the midpoint of the season and he helps you significantly. That could be what Gilmore does for the Patriots.
0: Exactly. And I I do would like to finish up before we get the Dolphins talk here. I'm going to say it again, 10 wins for the Patriots, a step up with your rookie quarterback, that is a very solid start. And wins are hard to come by in the NFL, so maybe we all should just temper some expectations real quick. Unless you're talking about Trent Brown for MVP, and I'm I'm absolutely behind you on that. So let's, let's talk Dolphins, LB. The Patriots are playing the Dolphins. And this is, you know, Dolphins Twitter is very strong. If you're listening to Dolphins Twitter, because you hate listen, or you're just like me and you like to consume Patriots or opposite team podcasts. I like to occasionally listen to the opposite team podcast, and you're listening to the base, best Patriots podcast, so. Dolphins fans. Exactly. Dolphins fans, there's a game coming up. They're strong on Twitter. Shout out to you. Much respect. You you've like have fair amount in my memory, Dominate the Patriots fans on Twitter and, and significant right. moments. So shout out to you for that. So I'll take the L. But so Dolphins fans, I I might be wrong saying this, but LB, do you do you agree with Dante Hightower? We're taking Mac Jones over to it the Patriots have a quarterback advantage. What do you think?
1: Dante Hightower said that?
0: That's what he said. Really? What did he say? That? He said he's rocking with Mac.
1: I, when did this get said?
0: I think it said today, and I'm absolutely being 100% serious because they asked him to or a Mac, and he said, I'm rocking with Mac. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> like okay. That. I got you now. All right. Yeah, of course. gonna pick you. I didn't know if it was like a question he was asked like months ago or, or if it was like
0: a question no, he, he was asked out- before the He clock. walked outside the locker room today. And he just started screaming at reporters. And he was like, listen, Mac's better than Tua. And everyone <laughs> just started writing.
1: And then he got to the buffet and had a fist fight with Barmore.
0: <laughs> man, Barmore. that I love that
1: guy. <laughs> he is kind of savage. But nah, a savage. I, I, I know I know that you have – I got to say, though, you're right about Dalton's Twitter, man. They don't play around. They're pretty strong. They are a strong Twitter, uh, Twitter presence. You're right about that.
0: Yeah, they're they're a very formidable group, and but I think that Mac Jones over Tua is the take that I'll have, and if and I think either way. I agree. Way after this game, people are gonna have like absolute abysmal takes, like, "Well, Mac Jones sucks because he just lost that game against the Dolphins," or "Tua is, is just completely sucks because of that one game." I'm gonna just go ahead and calm down. I know it was weird that Tua wasn't named the starter. It is a little bit weird. I do believe that they were in the Deshaun Watson thing, so that might get weird in the locker room. I don't know if it has, but I think it might. They've been talking about it nationally, so I think it's at least a story that they know about and they've been asked about, so that might be weird. But the thing about Tua is he has really good weapons, and maybe I'm wrong to say really good, but Mike Joseski's solid to good tight end, Joseski, and then you have Parker, who has always been good against the Patriots, and as of recent, he's been much better. You have Jalen Waddle, who's absolutely explosive. I know we love John Jones, and he's very fast. Maybe he can guard him with some safety help. You just have a very solid group with the Dolphins on their skill players. Their line isn't very good, and two it may not be very good. But, I mean, like we said before, our de- the Patriots are defensive line. The Patriots' defensive line is solid. So that's a good matchup for the Patriots, but they're secondary maybe matching up with this dolphins receiver group slash tight ends maybe not the maybe not an advantage there so that would be the only way i could see the patriots consistently losing to this dolphins offense
1: i think what the
0: dolphins
1: are going to need to do is shotgun all day that offensive line is not good based on everything i've read everywhere this is something you said a long time ago you told me sometimes you should just listen to fans of other teams as long as you are listening to the right people and they'll tell you like our offensive line sucks our offensive and you see it everywhere and you start to think oh, okay and then you look into it and you find out okay they do have a, a bad offensive line apparently they don't have a good offensive line so i can't imagine they're gonna i can't imagine they're gonna try to run the ball on you Um, I think they're going to try to have quick passes all day long. They're going to try to go out of the shotgun, try to spread you out quick passes, quick passes all day long. Death by a thousand cuts has to be their plan. They're going to have to try to get rid of the ball quick. I think that in order to do that, like you said, no Gilmore, so maybe JC. We'll see how JC does now. Is the one, but you know, they maybe they they feel comfortable going at him too. But we know that they're probably going to go after Williams. Um, we know that they're probably going to go after Mills. If we see Williams, it's still up in the air. Of course, we don't exactly know Mills' situation. I think they're going to go after those 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 third and. Second and third corners depend. Jones is a little banged up too. He's had an injury as, as of late, and apparently that's why they went out and traded for Sean Wade, who was a slot corner, was they felt like they needed to make sure that they had some insurance there for uh, uh, for Jones. So I think that if it's Mills, they're going to target Mills a lot. If, if, if Mills, for whatever reason, doesn't play, they're going to target Williams a lot. I, I think that that has to be what their plan is, because I don't think they're going to try to line up and beat you at the line of scrimmage running the football. I think they're going to ask Tua, listen, man, all day we need just – Be the king check down for us, please. Just drop back, get rid of the ball quick. I think that has to be their game plan. They're going to attack the Patriots' corners. I think that has to be the plan. Has to be. Their offensive line just isn't really good enough to try to run the football on you. If they do the run the football on us, I'll admit hey, I was wrong. They just ran the football all over us. They did last year, of course, in the second game that they played. They had a lot of success in the run game. They were just out physical. They just out physicaled the Patriots. So. I think we're going to see a ton of quick passes. This is—it's a big day for Tua. I think Tua is going to be going after those second and third corners, not including Jonathan Jones. I always consider Jones, you know, slot corner a little bit different. I'm talking more of the outside boundary guys.
0: I have a possible counterpoint or a secondary argument to your argument is that and is that since the Dolphins' of offensive line, the, the Dolphins' offensive line isn't good, then they probably won't have a lot of long scoring drives, they're probably going to more rely on these deep balls to waddle, big plays by Hmm. Parker, stuff like that. I think that may be the only way they can score in this game. That would be – that's what I'm thinking right now because – Interesting. Because their offensive line isn't very good. The the Patriots can kind of maybe try to bank on a lot more pressure than normal because their their offensive line is not good, and that maybe won't allow them for any sustained drive because if you think about it, consistently – if half the time that you're running the ball on first down and it doesn't go out well, then you're kind of you get your start to get yourself in a hole, as we know that kind of changes the game. So it gets kind of hard at, at random to have really long solid drives. I think with an offensive line, it's a good point. So maybe maybe the only way, maybe the, the sensible way they score is with those big plays. Down the field with Parker and Waddle, which is why I thought that the Patriots should probably keep a solid eye on Waddle, reduce the big plays, and probably put JC on Parker see how that goes. But then Brad, went just try to limit these these big plays and make these this Dolphin team with their bad offensive line and subpar quarterback just beat you because they consistently cannot do that. Absolutely.
1: Very good point. Very good point. That can, now, that could be.
0: It could also turn out really bad, and you could be totally right, and the Dolphins could just pick apart the Patriots secondary without Gilmore and just roll down the field think, and run the ball in.
1: It's not that I think they can do that, but I, I'd imagine I'd, that might be what they want to do. But like you said, maybe they're thinking, listen, we need big plays because we just can't have two if of back there taking, you know.
0: Yes, we're going to need imagine. to get those big plays. Yes, because the Patriots could kind of go into the game, and I think they might a little bit go into the game with a create pressure onto a lineup, especially with the crowd noise and knowing that Judon, when he's a free rusher, is the best free rusher in the NFL. He's the best blitzer as a free rusher in the entire NFL. So if the Patriots want to just blitz Judon all day long at Tua and just think like just think that he won't be able to sustain drives like that. I think that's how the Patriots win ultimately in this game. At least it's especially interesting. on defense.
1: Waddle before the draft is being compared to Tyree Kill. And anybody that's being compared to
0: Tyree Kill should worry you a little bit. They should really scare you, especially when you have those deep rooted scars from the early tens Patriots teams.
1: Oh yeah. Hill Hill is a baller, man. I know I know people don't like him or whatever and we won't get into that but the, the guy is just incredible. Fastest player I've ever seen in pads and if
0: Waddle is, you know, 80% of that then you got to be worried about it. You got to be worried about that guy. Ab- absolutely and Tua does have that he, he's like Mac Jones and Tua both have like a very solid deep ball. Not at, not that their arm is like the most powerful but their ball's arc very high up in the air like almost like a punt. And it's harder for the defender to defend. So, I think they really need to—they really need to try to stop Waddle and maybe double him a lot. Even though he might be just a rookie, but the threat of the threat and chance of Waddle is, I think, so much more than any other player on that team. You have Preston Williams, you have Mac Hollins, uh, but those kind of guys I don't think are going to beat you deep, really. You've got Albert Wilson, who has been solid and very fast in the past. I mean, it's really great for the Patriots that Fuller also isn't playing. So, that, if Fuller was playing, that'd be a, a pretty bad matchup right now. Huh, good point. I haven't even thought of that. You're absolutely right. So, I think I have faith in the Patriots' defense Matt, matching up with the Dolphins' offense. Is there anything you want to say about the defense else? He's expecting a big cow-dugger sack. I do love Duggar, man. He's awesome. I love physical players. As you
1: know, I'm like obsessed with them. I was, I love D-Landon Roberts, as did you. You and I were – Oh, yes. We were like his number one fans. Everybody would say, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't do anything. Totally false. Not a great player or anything, but he does offer you something where he will smack people in the face. He'll smack a guard. And, of course, he played some fullback, scored a touchdown against the Dolphins. Let's not forget he that. Awesome. Uh, he was I awesome. love that guy. He's I so handsome. And, um, He's great. <laughs> so handsome, um, and then yeah. You know, I just think Miami is going to be a tough game. They're a tough team. They have a really good coach. It's, it's hard not to respect Flores and what he's already been doing down there. Um, he's made good decisions. He's built a really good roster, in my opinion. There, they have a really good football team. Hopefully, the offensive line is just too big of a weakness, um, and it allows the Patriots to win. I'll just take any win, as you know. I mean, I'm not expecting – I'm not hoping
0: for some – What do you think about the Patriots' offense on the Dolphins' defense, LB?
1: I'd be lying if I told you I know a lot about the Dolphins' defense. I know that obviously, you know, they lost Van Noy. I don't know much about their linebackers and things like that, but I know that they have an excellent secondary um, led by Howard. Yes, they do
0: match up. I mean, if you go, you know, bit by bit, Howard was always a good cover of, like, Brandon Cook's players like that. He's always a good straight line, speed cover guy. He's not speedy, but he's good at covering those types of routes and you have Nelson Agholor which he probably matches up on him. Then they have Byron Jones who is just really athletic. So they have they have a solid secondary so I think they match up pretty well. They have also Jason McCourty, which I mean, he's always just solid. So Jason McCourty, yep. on one but he's always he's pretty familiar with the Patriots wide receivers. You have to at least maybe probably give him a little bit on that or maybe a reverse argument would be that the Patriots corners also know Jason McCourty, but I'm not sure it matters as much in that sense. I think JC, Jason McCourty definitely has a major over most wide receivers that he plays. Yeah, no, that's, may, that's definitely a maybe, maybe solid. So I think the Patriots are, are just going to maul this, Dolph, this Dolphins front. I think the Patriots are going to make it pretty clear within the game that they are better on both sides of the ball, but especially offensively, they're just going to run over the Dolphins. And the Patriots were second highest run team last year. I think they they dropped that, and Mac probably throws the ball 30 times, I would say, a solid 28, 30 times. I think that's fairly good maybe 20 30 times takes a few sacks but the offense the offensive line is just so good that mac is able to process and get the ball to the right places and not, and the patriots offense line is just too good they're going to I mean time of possession I would definitely you have to you have to base on that lean lean patriots and it seems like time of possession is generally a good a good predictor of who is going to win the football game
1: it all sounds good to me. I'm thinking you're right. You want to maul that offensive line. That's what you want to do. You want to beat them up on that side of the football. You want to win the line of scrimmage. And I definitely think that that's where the Patriots' biggest advantage probably is. Um, coaching, of course. We know all those things. And I feel good, though. I definitely feel like Patriots can win this game and should win this game. I don't know. What type of score do you have in mind?
0: Well – it's Patriots minus three as of right now. And I I'm gonna go take that because I disagree that the Patriots and the Dolphins are teams on the same level. That the Patriots roster is is a tiny bit better, especially on, on the offensive lines and in the front. Dolphins skill receivers better, but I think the Patriots also have a slight advantage at quarterback as well. And that might be a hot take. But so I I would favor the Patriots roster in this matter. So I would take the Patriots in a neutral field over the Dolphins. So, of course, I'm going to take a minus three. So, I think the Patriots win. And LB, I think the score is 35 to 17. Knew it.
1: I was (laughs) – it's still – it's alive. It's still going. It's never going to end.
0: It will never – it will never – it will always be 35 to 17. And it's going to be 35 to 17. Because, you know what, this time I could have just – I could have just – backed out I could have said well it's going to be closer I could have appeared more right but no I'm going to do 35 to 17 because that will be the score I'm only saying that because it's going to be the correct score has nothing to do with tradition
1: I'll tell you what I'm going to say 35 to 17 Patriots win oh my gosh
0: that that is two very very smart people and totally not dumb and stupid giving you the same exact score so do with that with you know, what you want. But I mean if you're if you got Patriots minus three, I'd suggest you mortgage your house. You'd mortgage your house on Patriots minus three because LB and I just agreed on it. And I I think some others have agreed that this probably is the play. And out of all the games I think I feel most confident about this. Which is gonna you know and in return, as a sidebar I'll just say that me betting what the Patriots are gonna do, it generally doesn't work out because my my fan brain at times can be clouded with stupidity. So take that with a grain of salt. No, I'm with
1: you. No grain of salt. You're absolutely right, brother. 35 to 17. And everybody can weep about it.
0: They can all Mac Jones,
1: yeah. Jones outplays Tua. Aguilor yes. has three catches, 88 yards, one touchdown. Born six catches, 64 yards. Myers, seven catches, 81 yards. Henry, I, I, I'm, I'm running out of yards and catches here. This guy, I just Henry, went a little Henry. bump. <laughs> I'm on pace to give Mac Jones like 500 passing yards here. But you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Henry, 10 catches, 186 yards. Smith, 14 catches, 223 yards, and three oh touchdowns. Yep. Don't forget about yep. James White picking up seven passes in the, out of the backfield, 258
0: yeah. yards. And long term, Dam- Damien Harris, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns.
1: And he's going to run for over 200. This is going to be the, the greatest At offensive least. output you ever saw.
0: <laughs> exactly. I actually, <laughs> after you said that, just, you just triggered something in me because I've got some bad news. Uh oh. For the rest of the NFL. Yep. You're going to get your butts kicked this year by the New England Patriots. They're going to win 19 games. They will only lose when they have to active, actively rest players, which they'll have the AFC locked up pretty early, generally. Trim Brown will win MVP. Jacoby Myers is going to have 20 touchdowns to get. He's going to break the yards record as well. He's going to break the yards record. Damian Harris is going to break the rushing touchdown record. There's going to be a lot of high fives. There's going to be a lot of handshake, a lot of dancing on the sideline. Belichick may just nap during games because these games are not (laughs) even close anymore. The defensive player of the year will be Josh Uche. There will be a lot of tears, but I will pay no mind because the Patriots will be the best team in the NFL this year.
1: Maybe the best team you have ever seen, period.
0: It's really not out of the realm because you have Jake Bailey and Trent Brown on the same team. With Nelson Aguilar.
1: I'll tell you this much, Bryson. Don't you think we're kind of due for a rookie quarterback to kind of storm in and just win a Super Bowl? It's never happened. I feel like the league is due. We're due to have a rookie quarterback win the Super Bowl.
0: And that, yeah, what I, mean, better... I think you're well, totally right. I think a lot of people, they won't admit this, but... If you're not being biased about it, you felt the same about the Patriots roster. Everyone generally felt like they upgraded significantly in the offseason. And if you're honest with yourself about the quarterback position, then you if you think the competition was at least close, and if you had Cam instead, you'd probably upgrade the Patriots – at least two wins, so you probably think they're at least win nine games and they can potentially win eleven if you're just honest with yourself. I don't think they're gonna stink at all. So that projection I think will remain the same. And if you're if everyone's honest with each other, the spaceship season could go really well. And not winning nine games would, would actually be very good in my opinion. Solid stepping block for the rookie, but I think in most scenarios they win ten games. And that's really good. Like winning twelve games is very hard in the NFL. Yes, with especially, Even with Tom Brady, winning 12 games is hard. Yep. I know this the season bumped up to 17, but like I, I still think that that's going to be hard. But I, I now think I've upgraded them. I would normally – I would take the under on the nine, but I think nine times out of ten, I'd take ten wins. So I think they're going to win ten games. That 17 games is just
1: hideous, isn't it? It's just – it's not – I hate it. I'm excited disgusting. to have an extra game, though. I can't forget that. We're going to love it when we have an extra real, real game of football. We're going to love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it sounds so ugly. I'm so used to seeing Brady's. Like, if you look at his records, it's always 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 10 and 6. You know what I mean? So, it's just going to be weird seeing now records going forward of like 13 and f- 5. Or You're absolutely right. What would it be 13 and 4? And then, you know, You're 11 right. and 6. It's just so weird. But they're gearing up for an 18-game season. I I think eventually the NFL is going to try to expand to 36 teams and then eventually maybe even 40 teams, you know, 50 years down the line, five-team conferences. I think the NFL wants to go global. By the time that we're old men, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just eight more football teams and we're seeing a team in, like, England. You know what I mean? The NFL is is trying to take over the world.
0: I remember when it was a three team league and the West Taunton Yellow Jackets were undefeated at the time and they played the they played the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl and I mean darn it if they didn't try they had 50 rushing attempts they scored 7 points but they were no match for Green Bay's electric offense and they won, they scored 8 points in the game all from safeties barn burner so I mean I remember when the when the game was like that and that's when I actually that's my most fond memories because I've been a Patriots fan since 1913 back when the Packers were winning every
1: single championship that people care about, that absolutely everybody cares about. Nobody cares, by the way, Packers fans, not, not, not anybody.
0: LB, not a you want a gym corner? Do you want a gym corner story? Oh, of course. Oh, it's okay. been a while. Let's I do this. We, we, we got I a mean, gym corner, we baby. Just, we finished with the Patriots so we, and we're going to keep coming back. for Patriots. During the season. So we'll see what days if we start releasing pods. We're we'll definitely gonna pod more. So this is the beginning. We do Jim Corner. So our our loyal fans love Jim Corner. So here's my Jim Corner story. And OB can is free to give a story of his own, maybe perhaps an outdoors kind. I saw a beaver so, yesterday in my yard. That was cool. I, I, I love the teaser because I cannot wait for the story about this beaver.
1: <laughs> I think I just told the whole story. <laughs> well, I, actually LB, I saw a beaver
0: i told you i've kind of changed my workout habits lately yep. and so i kind of had to i had to dig within myself for more motivation i am getting older i know mm-hmm. i no longer have i no longer have there's there's no reason why i should keep working out like i work a <laughs> lot I watch a lot of football. There's no reason why I should, but I just always want to better myself, which a lot of guys do. It's not crazy. But so I've, I've refound some hidden motivation. So I've been running a little bit more and I've been doing things that I don't like to do, been doing workouts I don't want to do. So normally in my brain, I would say, you should do this. And I would say, no, I don't want to. So now from now on, instead of doing that, instead of modifying the workout after I think about it, I do the one I don't want to do most. So that's all I've been doing. So I was, I've been doing, you know, kind of crazy for me workouts and pushing myself. I mean, I'm, I'm not even bragging that that's stupid. I'm just telling you the level of effort I'm giving for myself. So I've, I've, I've you know, hit some PRs and some runs I did and, so I've figured out that sprints are really good. Mm-hmm. Sprints are really good for your speed. It turns out running fast helps you run faster. I was I, I was blissfully unaware of this factor. I would have probably not been a slow boy. So I've been running sprints, and I run them at a you know this long stretch straight land, and it's an abandoned airport. So you know p- some people take care of the land. There's a barn on it. There's, you know, so there's people mowing the grass and taking care of, like cutting the grass, taking care of some stuff in the barn. You know, there's occasionally animals there. So I, I run in the mornings and so I'm running and I probably had a little bit too much pre-workout. And it always happens like this 150 milligrams of caffeine seems to just be the threshold for me to be a psychopath. So once I hit that threshold, a little bit too more, a little bit too much pre-workout. LB knows what I'm talking about. The kind of motivation that you don't understand where it even comes from because you've had caffeine. You know, you have one glass of coffee and you, you can you're pretty you're, you can get pretty chill. But you have two and you're like you're ready to like climb on, on the wall and like do pull ups and stuff. So this is exactly how I'm feeling at the moment. So I, I take off the sprint and I'm listening to a song and. It, the song also had, like, words. Like, the guy was hyping you up in the song. So I started screaming them, And I was, like, trying to give that, like, last bit of effort because I was on the last part of my workout. So I'm doing sprints. I'm screaming. Like, I'm yelling like a maniac. All <laughs> kinds of embarrassing things. This is why I work out alone because you don't want to do that. We've, all, we've talked about the social rules, about the gym. I don't want to be yelling, like, in the, in my workouts trying to give max effort so I'm completely by myself. So I'm screaming yelling. Start walking because I'm taking walk breaks. I'm not that take walk breaks. I can't just jog. So I look to my right, and there I'm like, there's no way there's someone sitting there right now. So I'm like, all right, Bryson, that's all right. Just take off running. I took off running again. <laughs> look to my right. I get closer to them it is, it, it is definitely a person. They've got their legs crossed, and they're watching me like they're in the Indy 500 or the Super Bowl. They're, they're, like, I was by myself, but like he was clearly staring at me. And I was like, I cannot believe that just happened. It's 5 in the morning, so I damn least police are going to get involved at this point. Because he's like, there's this crazy maniac running.
1: Running around, screaming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: abandoned airstrip, screaming. We we need to do something with him. So, But nothing happened, and I haven't seen him since. I've realized the day that he mows during the week, so I can avoid him completely. And that's what oh, I do. Winter's coming up, okay. so um, winter's coming up. So I'm, I don't have to worry about that issue anymore. But that is my gym corner story. You just never know who you're gonna run into.
1: I was gonna say, like, you know, what it seemed super creepy that this dude was out there just sitting there. But now you, but you say that he was the lawnmower man.
0: Yeah, he was like, I have to mow this grass, and this idiot is running across the field. <laughs> I don't know what he's what else he's gonna do next, but. <gasps> <gasps> Woo! Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Trent Brown, Trent Brown, Trent, Trent Brown, Brown, Trent Brown. Trent Yeah, so that was me. So that's my important so story. I, I thought we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the awkward silence because I thought that you were about to say something, and then it just got dead quiet. It's like. Next time, next time we will just gotta keep the (laughs) trend. Someone's gonna,
0: someone's gonna record that and post my face in a gif. (laughs)
1: Don't do that.
0: I was gonna say though, man, that would be
1: totally scary and creepy if this dude was just sitting out there. Because in my head, I'm picturing you like it's like in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's an abandoned airstrip. It just sounds like it's gotta be like fairly remote and. You're out there and, and, you know, you probably never expect to see anybody out there. And all of a sudden there's just this dude sitting there just like watching you run. It would almost creep me out a little bit being out there in the middle of nowhere with the guy. You know what I mean? Like, like you were probably thinking like may- maybe I should text my girlfriend and just be like, hey, this is where I am just in case <laughs> because there is a scary dude. Like did he have like a big beard?
0: No, he was yeah. an older gentleman. He was just sitting there watching me. He was probably like, I don't know what this guy's on right now, but the police are about to come. But the police never came. So.
1: Police are on the way. And then you would have gotten another workout in, running from the police.
0: <laughs>
1: you would have been was, able to get your sprints
0: in. It was pretty bad, and I mean, I, it's not like I was running fast. Uh, it could have. He was like, "Man, what is this guy doing?" But so I'm, I'm a firm believer and sometimes you just got to yell. You got to yell Trent Brown. You got to sprint. So that's my Jeff Corner story. I'm the and you got to scream Trent Brown. Myself. Yep,
1: Absolutely. scream Trent Brown. Mac Jones working out by yourself kind of is the best though. You know, like you just want to be left alone. You just want to get your workout in. You just want to be done. Sometimes when you're with other people, like it becomes distracting, you wind up talking, you're shooting the shit for a while, and before you know it, like 30 minutes went by and you just stood there. And you know gym bros like that too. Like, They spend more time talking at the gym than actually working out. Oh my gosh, I hate that. You know? I and absolutely hate that. For some reason, guys go to a place where you're supposed to be doing physical activity and you're supposed to be like focused on what you're doing. For whatever reason, men get together and Instead of doing that, they just talk for
0: hours. And the worst part and- is when you have your headphones in, LB, and you're just like, everyone, leave me alone. We're all friends in here, but I'm, I'm here to do a job, and that is to crush the gym. And you can't do it because they walk up to you and they start moving their lips. Like,
1: th- Exactly. Like gym
0: corner part two is I'm li- I lift all the time, and people will stop me and, and try to talk to me, and I appreciate talking to them. But then I end up like super late, mad late on my day, and I'm like, exactly. this is awful.
1: It's true. You know, it's true, though. It's like, listen, I don't, you know, I, who, maybe some people want to spend all their time in the, in the gym surrounded by a bunch of other sweaty dudes, but you're trying to get your sweat on and then, you know, move on with you the rest of your day. But there are guys who will be there for three hours. And I used to see giant jacked muscle juice heads at the gym like that, dude. Like they'd just be standing there talking for hours on end and then they'd get down and do a set on the bench. I can picture one guy specifically who used to do that. He'd be talking for an hour and then he'd get down, he'd bench like 315 for, you know, like three reps, which is like, dude, like you're a big jack dude. I thought number one, you'd be stronger. Number two, like you didn't warm up, right? Like you're just getting down doing this stupid weight, like, and you're getting it for three reps, which is kind of just, and and he'd, he'd just, every time I saw him, it would be the same thing. He'd just talk for literally 30 45 an hour and then all of a sudden he'd get down do a set and then he'd just be back to talking again and it's like did you come here to talk or to work out because I think you came here to talk
0: I think the power move now that I think about it is just to be like hey will you spot me real quick and no matter what you're doing it's going to work because if you ask him to spot you doing tricep pushdowns He's gonna like walk over and be like, "Dude, what the? I'm not spotting you on that." And you can just start working out, so you don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, either that, or he exactly. you know, awkwardly be behind you and be like, "Yeah, this is. I'm not doing this again. And I'll leave and this I, guy alone and I won't talk to him anymore." So I mean, it's the kind of a power move because they think you have the high ground because you just act something really awkward. And if they do it, it's kind of odd.
1: Basically, dudes, dudes go to the gym to either stand around and talk and just bust balls for three hours or they go there to just sit in the uh, locker room like ass naked with just everything just hanging out. And it's like, come on, man. You know, you you just stood there talking for three hours and now you're naked in here. You didn't even break
0: a sweat. Like, why do you even need to take a shower? You know? Hey, will you come spot me real quick while I run (laughs) five miles? Can you
1: come spot me? Uh, I need to get dressed for. No, dude, don't even bother. Just come on. Everybody, yeah, everybody already sees everything, treadmill. anyways. What's the point now? Why do you need to wear
0: clothes them. when you work out? We all just saw it. Exactly. Just, just get behind me while I'm running. Just stand there for <laughs> a bit, if you don't mind. Actually, not, man. I think I have to go. Get... All right. See you later. So that's. I guess yeah. that's, that's how you deal with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so many guys they go to the gym to do anything besides workout.
0: You know. <laughs> They go to
1: the gym to hang out, not work out.
0: Like the story of the gym is much better than the, actually going to the gym. Basically, like the yes. idea of being at the gym is much better than doing anything at the gym.
1: I just think I came up with a sitcom for us. Like you and yeah, I would I- be like these dudes. <laughs> we go to the gym and we just, it's like, it's like friends. It's, it's like except Melrose it's Place. except We're a bunch of smelly guys. It's Melrose Place. And we're all just want- at the gym.
0: You're right. I, I won't say any I won't say the name of this gym or where I was at when I was at this gym because LB knows I have multiple gyms.
1: But yeah, I like walked ten. in
0: I walked into this particular gym and I you know, we all have gym rivals. I guess it's gym corner part three. But he, he's just always like looking. He's always just like standing and looking and seeing if other people are looking and I walked. sizing you up off, I got off the treadmill and he was he was walking so slow on the treadmill. That I was like, I didn't know the treadmills actually go that slow. Are you only walking on this treadmill so everyone can see you walking on this treadmill right now?
1: I'm telling you, so. it, it's like they go to the gym to just say they went to the gym and just hang out and talk at the gym. Like he, could just
0: walk, he could walk to the other side of the gym and, and then he would be walking further distances than what he was up there for 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Might as well just walk around the gym, dude, and let somebody else get on the treadmill because you're just taking one up for no reason
0: exactly so you, get,
1: you know people are like that at oh. the gym man you see a lot of ignorance at the gym that's for sure it
0: definitely it, it definitely tells who is polite and who has no manners at all it doesn't understand the realms of social norms lb do you have any outdoor stories for us i know there's knowing. like a tropical storm in recent in the recent months
1: we were supposed to get that hurricane Henri. we basically and that ended up being kind of nothing it didn't really do anything and then we got tropical runoff from that one that hit louisiana and my yard completely flooded you should see the the creek now dude is just completely different somehow like down the middle of where it used to flow i'll have to show you later but like you know how it used to be like a wide thing that would flow out back to the pond one half of that now yes it's completely elevated like one half is completely elevated where it's just like. Tons and tons of rocks. This flood did so much crap to this little creek. It's incredible. I can't even believe it. And now it's like this thin thing in between these, this giant pile of rocks. It's incredible that I guess it would have been eroded. I don't know how it did it because it's mind boggling because I can't figure out how it did it, but it somehow moved like a bazillion rocks and it moved them all to the left and it completely changed the entire, you know, layout of how that creek runs it's crazy right now it's hard to even get back to the pond because all the crap it moved like there's like there's like 30 giant logs that look like somebody chopped them up like i don't even know how the hell they got washed down there or where they came from it's just weird
0: and now i feel like can you imagine the earth over the point of its its total existence and how much of the like the big rivers and water sources have moved because of various floods throughout Earth's existence. I You're just right, did a though. Joe Rogan To both of us. But yeah. You're
1: right, though. Dude, I'll show you. I will show you because, like, I'll, I'll give, I'm going to send, I'll send you what it looked like because I have a thing from what it looked like before I kind of, I have a thing from about a year or two ago of what it looked like when I first started going back there. And I'll give you a comparison of what it looks like now. It's actually incredible. I don't even know how it did it because somehow right. the ground that was all water raised up. I mean, it must have raised up like, i don't know three feet somehow it's a whole it's bizarre i'm not i'm explaining it bad i'm going to show you so that you can even say wow that's crazy i don't know if it's like the water moved a bunch of other rocks and they're just new rocks it just doesn't make sense i, I really can't figure it out but it's crazy man i'm gonna send it to you, you can see all I'll my cats with- they're all getting big i'll be patiently
0: waiting <laughs> I, you know out, you Outdoor wait, right? Corner is Outdoor Corner is one of the it's I mean, people have said the customer's, <laughs> customer's always right. People have said it's their favorite segment. Yes, Every time you post a video in your creek, they just they just <laughs> love that stuff. And they cannot <laughs> some crazy animal pops up and ask you about what happened that week. So you know we're gonna it be probably happen. the one. Exactly, it does happen. We're probably going to be doing post-games and pre-games as much as we can, so look forward to that. We love putting out these pre-games. Uh, LB L- L- will have plenty of stories for us, about his creek, and I'll I'll try to keep going to the gym. Uh, it gets hard during the fall there's a lot of pumpkin spice there's a lot of fall activities to do stuff so i'll try to i'll try to do my part do my job and at least watch the patriots games and and come here with half decent takes and you all can roast me if you want but i'm glad to be back and thanks for lb for coming back as well it has been great lb do you have anything else to say to everyone besides we love them just, uh, yeah, we love you. Every
1: listener is appreciated. If, if there's one person out there that just listened to us talk and be goofballs, you're the man. You're the best. You're the woman. You're the man. You got you own, and I appreciate you. And I'm just uh, – I think I speak for everybody. We're all excited to get this season going, man. We're excited for the future, excited for the present. I'm excited, man. I'm jacked up for football season. It's going to be a fun year. I think it's going to be a fun year.
0: It's going to be a great year full of Trent Brown memes. Everyone do – your job do your freaking job lb dude do your job do your job and do your job
1: and then go to the gym and don't do nothing and talk and then do your job again go patriots good patriots
0: patriots, and we love you all